This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we're going to be talking about a choice that a lot of athletes are faced with at some point in their careers, and that is to step step back or step the fuck up. And the way that we're going to talk about this, I'm going to go into you know a little bit of a personal story where I was faced with something similar. And then I'm going to dig into, you know, exactly how this comes up with athletes and exactly how you should be thinking about it when you are faced with this similar choice. It can come up in a number of different ways and just how to go about, you know, handling this when it does come up and then how to go about making sure we can actually move past it and break through it and, you know, help you step into a new level of yourself. So into the personal story for me. So when we were coming out of the first COVID lockdown, I was six months into running my own business. That was in June of 2020. And I remember two days before that lockdown ended, we had gotten the news, gyms were going to open. So I'd gone into the gym that I was renting from. At the time, I was doing no work online whatsoever. Um, I'd gone into the gym I was renting from and just to figure out if there were you know new regulations or rules we needed to follow for... Uh, you know, with the restrictions for COVID or anything like that. And I walk into the gym, this is two days before gyms were supposed to open. And first the gym owners, the gym owner got me helping them, you know, set up some new equipment and stuff that he had bought. So I was working for about an hour for free. And then he turns to me and he goes, oh, by the way, your old deal doesn't work anymore. So we're doubling the price of your rent. And we're also doubling the amount of coaches in your space. So the gym I was at at the time wasn't very big in the first place. Well, it was a big gym, but it was a boxing gym. So the space that we had doing our strength and conditioning work wasn't very big. And we had three coaches working there at the time. And so now we were going to have six coaches and we were going to be paying twice as much money to actually work there. And at the time I was, to put it lightly, barely hanging on. And so I was faced with a really tough decision. Obviously, I could not go back there because doubling the rent was fully out of the question for me. I was not going to be able to pay that rate. And I had two days notice to be able to pay it. But now I'm sitting there with 20, 25 clients or so uh, ready to come back and start training, barely being able to pay my rent through the lockdown and everything like that. And I was sitting there looking. I got home that night and I remember just looking thinking, what the hell am I going to do? Like, how is this going to work? I've got 25 clients that are ready to come back and start training and I've got nowhere to bring them. Um, I can't go back to where I was. I have no other idea of, you know, a space that I can go back to. I got no, I, I, I can't do this. I've been running a business for six months. Three of those months have been shut down by a global pandemic. And then now that we're actually coming out of the pandemic, there was light at the end of the tunnel and this happens. What am I going to do? And I really, I remember sitting there thinking that night for the first time ever thinking about what else could I do for a living? What would be easier than what I'm doing right now? You know, instead of running my own business, could I go work for somebody? Uh, could I go into a different field? Like, could I just go find something that was, you know, nice and easy and stable? And 
for about five minutes, that thought felt really nice. For about five minutes, I was sitting there and I go, man, it would feel pretty good to just, you know, not have to worry about all of these pressures, not have to worry about all of these difficult things. And then as I started thinking about, you know, life as an employee, clock at nine, clocking out at five, getting that nice steady paycheck that, you know, rose by 2% a year or whatever paychecks do, I couldn't tell you. Um, I remember sitting, I started laughing and I started laughing because I've known since I was 13 years old that I am here to coach athletes. I am here to run gyms. I am here to, you know, change how this industry is run. And I just laughed at the fact that this piece of adversity was making me think twice. My, this piece of adversity was making me backtrack on what I'd wanted to do my whole life. And so I'm sitting there with 48 hours until gyms are supposed to open. I've got 25 clients and I've got nowhere to go. And so after I had my little pity party and I had my you know, five, 10 minutes of wondering what it would be like to be an employee or have another job somewhere that I could just not have to worry about the pressures. Then I had about another 10 minutes where I just sat and laughed to myself. And then after I had that 10 minutes of sitting and laughing to myself, I realized it was time to either A, step back into what was comfortable or B, step the fuck up and figure it out. And this is a choice that I know I've been faced with a number of times in my career as a coach and a number of times when I was an athlete and just a number of times in life. And I know this is a, this is a choice that so many athletes out there are faced with. And so in this situation particular, uh, I was faced with, again, a ticking clock, 25 clients and nowhere to bring them. So at this point, I'm not telling anyone that I have nowhere to bring them when gyms open 48 hours later. But I got onto my computer and I started Googling gyms in Calgary for rent cheap. <laughs> because at that point, cheap was the only rent I could do. And I needed a space that was set up a certain kind of way because, you know, we do specific kind of work with athletes and they need some space. We're not going to be able to fit into a small box. We've got to be able to, you know, move around and run and change directions if we're going to be training this clientele appropriately. So I started looking at spaces. I booked six, five or six appointments for the next morning where I was literally going from gym to gym to gym to gym to gym. And I spent my whole day. So now we're down to 24 hours until gyms are supposed to open 25 clients asking me their times, asking me when they're supposed to be coming back, getting all excited, ready to train and still know where to actually bring them. And so I'm sitting there again, 24 hours on the clock, 25 clients asking me where they're going, asking me what they're doing, asking me what the plans are, when they're supposed to come in, uh, any kind of restrictions they need to know about, anything like that. And I'm sitting there sweating my fucking ass off, wondering where the hell am I going to take these people tomorrow? Because I got back from those five or six appointments and not a single one of those gyms worked. And not a shot at any of them. They're all, they were all good spaces. They just didn't fit what I needed or they fit what I needed and they were just too expensive and there was no possible way I was going to be able to do it because, again, we're coming out of a global pandemic. So people have credit. I don't have much in the bank. It is just not a situation that allowed for a lot of flexibility. And so, again, I get home. There's 24 hours left on the clock before we're supposed to be coming into the gyms again. 
I've got nowhere to bring my athletes. I've looked at what I thought was every gym in Calgary. And so I got back on my computer and I started searching gyms in Calgary and surrounding areas cheap <laughs> and started looking again. I booked five more appointments. So again, we've got the clock ticking down, like the hours ticking down. And finally the gyms were going to be opening. I believe it was on a Friday and it was Thursday night at five o'clock that I finally found a gym. It was the 11th gym I had gone to visit. 10 out of 10 did not work for some reason or another. And finally, I found a gym that for what I needed wasn't perfect, but it was affordable. It was a good space. I was allowed to come and go as I pleased so I could set my hours up the way that worked for me. And that was that. Now, why do I tell you this story? Because dealing with something like a global pandemic is enough to make most people quit. Dealing with something like a global pandemic and then when you finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, having that light ripped away from you and being told, hey, now that you've dealt with this one big problem, here's another one, motherfucker. That is enough to make even more people quit. And for that brief moment, I slipped in back into what was comfortable. I slipped into wanting my life to be easier, wanting my life to be more comfortable, wanting, you know, the problem to just go away. And after that five minutes, I realized I could go do that. I could go get another job. I could go, you know, figure out whatever it was I was going to figure out. But that wasn't me. You know, that wasn't me that wanted it to be easy. That what, like, I know that as much as it would be nice to have it easy for that first couple of weeks, I was going to come back from, you know, those first two weeks of working and just getting that nice little easy paycheck to clock in and clock out. And I was going to hate my fucking life. And so I knew that as difficult as it was and as nerve wracking as it was and as hard as it was to not sleep for basically the three full days that I knew that gyms were opening back up and I didn't have a place to bring my athletes. I knew that I would rather be doing that because of the result it could yield for me in the future. Now, here we are. It's been almost, uh, it's been getting close to three years now since that time. And I own my own gym. Um, so now I don't have to deal with, you know, renters doubling the rent on me or anything like that because everything is locked in place. And now it's people that rent from me instead of me renting people. But number two, I work online because I realized that it was foolish to sit in a position where all of my income was reliant on me being in the gym. But during COVID, it also became very foolish to rely on all my income being reliant on gyms actually being open. So I started learning how to coach online and I started learning how to deliver results online. And honestly, my online programs in my, like, as I've built them are equally as good without actually having time in my gym with me in person as my in-person programs are. And that's because again, Instead of slipping into what was comfortable and deciding I was going to live my regular average life, I decided that because I want more for myself, I want more for my family in the future. I want more for the athletes that trust me with their careers. I want more for this industry that I've dedicated half my life to. It was up to me to go through the struggle to come out on the other side in a better place. Now, the reason that I bring this story to you is because I see athletes faced with this kind of decision every day. 
I see athletes in positions where, you know, they're coming off of a bad loss and, you know, they're coming off of a bad loss. And instead of understanding that losses are part of the process and they need to, you know, get back to the drawing board, figure out what went wrong and come back to the next one in a better position. They want to immediately point the finger. They want to immediately, you know, in my situation, I could have sat there and said, fucking COVID screwed me over and the gym owner screwed me over and this happened and that happened, which all would have been true. But that still wouldn't have helped the situation. You know, if I want to sit there and point fingers at other people, sit there and point fingers at, you know, I'm in this bad position because this person didn't hold up their deal or because COVID shut the world down or because, you know, this or that or whatever else it might be. It might be true, but it doesn't help. So when athletes are faced with these positions, you know, if you lost a close decision, yeah, maybe you should have won. But sitting around bitching about the fact that you should have won doesn't help you win next time. Sitting around bitching about what went wrong or who screwed you or why it's not your fault that it didn't go your way doesn't help you win next time. But if you truly want to live the life of a professional athlete, if you truly want to rise through the ranks in the world of professional sport, if you truly want to have the audacity to say that you want to make your living competing in the sport you love, you've got to understand that every one of these setbacks is an opportunity to learn something new. Every one of these setbacks is an opportunity to A, step back into what is comfortable, sitting and blaming other people, sitting and pointing the finger, or B, step the fuck up and figure out how you're going to fix the situation. Step the fuck up and figure out what it is you need to do to make sure you're in a better position next time. So whether you're in a position like I was with my gym shutting down and not having a place to go and having a whole clientele that I couldn't afford to rent out a space for that was ready to come back and train and I didn't know what I was going to do and spending 18 hours visiting different gyms and looking up different gyms and trying to work out a deal versus throwing up my hands and saying, this is too hard. This is too much. I'm out. If you're in that kind of situation, this is a test and this is the world asking you how badly you want to be an athlete. This is the world asking you how badly do you want this career that you say is worth everything to you? Because if you're sitting here right now pointing the finger because things aren't going your way and you're trying to find out who to blame, you're trying to point the finger at him or her or whoever else it might be other than yourself, understand you're setting yourself up for failure. Understand that you are stepping back into what's comfortable. You're stepping back into the position where Everything I'm doing is fine, but I'm not where I want to be because of you. Instead of stepping the fuck up and figuring out what you can change to improve your situation next time. So regardless of what it is, regardless of the situation, yeah, it might all be true. You know, the things you're complaining about might be accurate, but you need to ask yourself, do I want to use this as an excuse to not achieve the goals I have set out? Or do I want to use this as a reason to come back stronger than ever and not only achieve the goals I have set out, but go further and further and further beyond those goals in the future? Now, the question that I'm going to leave you with, because this was framed to me the other day and I thought it was really good. um, Not so much a question. We're going to talk, talk for another minute. So basically, 
if you're sitting here and you want to be a professional athlete, you're sitting here, you want to make your career out of your sport. You're, that means you're sitting here saying you want a 1% lifestyle because less than 1% of all athletes that start competing in any sport make their living from their sport. So you want a 1% lifestyle. But the question I need you asking yourself is, are you willing to do what the 1% does? Because if you want the 1% lifestyle, if you want to live the life of a professional athlete, if you want to have all the glory and the you know, fame and fortune that comes with that life, are you willing to put the time and the effort in now in order to actually achieve that? If you're not, that's okay. But if you are, you've got to understand that pointing the finger at other people is not going to help you. Pointing the finger at other people is you staying comfortable. You trying to blame other people that you're not as far as you want to be. You trying to blame other people that the world's not working out in your favor. But if you actually want to achieve these levels of success, if you actually want to achieve that career goal of actually making your living in your sport, you've got to understand that everything that happens to you, instead of looking and seeing who you can blame, you need to look at yourself and see what you can change. So that is it. That is all. I appreciate you all taking the time to tune in. If you have tuned into the show before, make sure to leave us a review. But my one other ask is that you share the show with a friend, with a teammate, with a coach, with somebody who needs to hear the message. Because our goal here is to help impact the careers and lives of athletes worldwide. And we do that through word of mouth. We do that through you sharing the show around and spreading the word that we are trying to spread on this show. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all for taking the time to come listen to the show today. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. And I'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.